0: Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much has been a good week? Here it is May 25th, 1996. It surely is. One more day <laughs> until your birthday. Until. Since since it's going to be after your birthday when this episode airs, uh, when this when the next episode airs, I will say happy birthday, Carol.
1: Thank you.
0: How does it feel to be age undisclosed? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking fantastic.
0: I bet it does. You're quite a vibrant young woman. I try. And sexy as the day is long.
1: See, that's the kind of thing a grandpa would say.
0: <laughs> a grandpa would tell you you're sexy as the day is long. Well, wow. he What se- grandpas sh- have you been? Sh- what grandpas have you been hanging out with?
1: Um, I don't know. I guess dirty old men, but apparently, jeez. I I don't know any young men who say that someone's sexy as the day is long.
0: Well, what do you? I, I don't want to get too graphic. In front of our audience here. <laughs>
1: you could just say I'm pretty.
0: Yeah, but grandpas wouldn't say that.
1: Oh, shut up.
0: <laughs> this is going to be a, uh, a subdued episode, massively, because it's a little after hours for us. It's a little later than we're used to record.
1: It is. I'm a little sleepy.
0: So, just to as let as you for know, usual. we're going to be a little... Low energy tonight. <laughs> okay. Why don't you listen to this when you're getting ready to go to bed? We'll just, we'll get you into the night there. Shadow Stevens here.
1: Are you pretending to be David Silver?
0: No, David Silver wouldn't do that. He wouldn't talk like that a seductive you're pre- voice. You're
1: pretending to be a radio hey, DJ. Hey,
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sing you a rap song that I wrote.
1: Okay, so David is shaggy. <laughs>
0: Like, wow, Scoob.
1: Exactly.
0: All right. Anyway, the House, and if you don't know what house I'm talking about, it's the House of Representatives, has okayed a minimum wage hike, Carol. Isn't that exciting news? We don't talk about politics much. Sorry to talk about politics, everybody.
1: It's super exciting. What's the new minimum wage?
0: The current minimum wage, as we all know, is $4.25 an hour, and... July 1st, it's going to go up to $4.75 an hour. And then a year from July 1st, July 1st, 1997, it will go up to $5.15 an hour. Wow. That's a hell of a hike. Almost a a dollar an hour.
1: I was going to say not even a whole dollar, but sure.
0: Yeah, but, you know, it's a good good minimum wage, I guess. I guess it's a good starting place. I would assume they'll keep, they'll keep, Raising it over the years to keep up with inflation and everything, obviously.
1: Well, here's hoping.
0: It's the uh, it's the first minimum wage since nineteen the Mike since 1991. It passed 266 to 162, and now is pressure on the Senate to pass this 90 cent raise. So we'll see if they do it. The House did it. We'll see if the a Senate does as well.
1: So wait a minute. So, we're, like, talking about this, like, it's happening and it might not even fucking happen?
0: If the Senate doesn't pass it, but the Senate probably
1: will. But, I mean, who cares that the House said okay if it's not actually happening yet? I want to know when it's actually fucking happening. That's one of those things. They say they, people, they... People suck. That's what they do.
0: I guess. You don't think they're going to pass this?
1: We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Don't, I have little faith in the government.
0: I think it's time for an increase in the minimum wage, don't you?
1: Well, yeah, I think they should. I just don't know that they
0: will. I mean, the economy's pretty good right now. We came came out of that last recession, and things are getting pretty strong. Sure. Bulls and bears. What I know, in the I, actual? Health? I know about I know about finance.
1: Bulls and bears. That's the,
0: the stock market. A bear market is bad. Okay. And a bull market is good. Cool. I think. Or the other way around. But I, th- I, think, I think the way I said it's right. You
1: can tell we're like financial gurus over here.
0: Here is something I do know about. After 12 years, that's all she wrote for Angela Lansbury and Jessica Fletcher. The show Murder, comma. She Wrote.
1: Aw, I'm a little sad. It's going off the air. Well, did they already show the last episode? Maybe we should watch it for the show. What about Peter Falk
0: and Columbo? What about him? I don't know. Just wondering about him.
1: But I remember like listening to uh, the Murder, She Wrote music as I was falling asleep in my bed when I was oh, little.
0: Okay. What are you talking about? What? It came out in 1987. Uh huh. You were little in 1987. That was only nine years ago. Okay. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> How old are you going to be? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Angela Lansbury about to go bye-bye. I think they're going to murder her after the show's over. Because she no longer will be useful. You have any classic memories? You got anything you want to add to that story of murder she wrote? I thought it was
1: on the sh- on the on the air for twelve years. Yeah, so it started in eighty four or eighty three, not eighty seven.
0: I don't know. It said eighty seven in the article, so I don't know. It's.
1: I mean, we're not. It's not nineteen ninety nine right now.
0: No, or nineteen ninety eight either. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're on about. Yeah. Anyway. It's been on for 12 years.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe 12 years ago I was little.
0: Maybe. I mean, depends on what you consider little, but uh-uh. yeah. whatever. Maybe you were maybe you were 9 years old. Maybe you were 6. Maybe you were 3. We'll never tell. This is what I want to know though. Geeks You want to know about geeks? Sure. This article is titled A Geek's Secret Handshake. The world is speaking geek. And this guy has the code. See this guy right here? I do. He's got the code. He looks like a geek. He does. Uh, From Makato, Minnesota. 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 Robert Hayden is king of the geeks. He's good to say so too, or he's proud to say so too.
1: He's good. huh? Yeah.
0: Okay. Whatever. You want to make fun of the way I talk? Go ahead. <laughs> if you think that's the kind of comedy the show relies on, making fun of the way people say things. Uh, the 25-year-old graduate student at Mankato State University, wow, is known across the internet for inventing the Geek Code, a series of letters usually found on the bottom of email messages when deciphered offer a snapshot of the user's geekiness it's a way for geeks to scope out one another but hayden says it's part of his effort to take the eek out of geek so it the g what <gasps> what up g is that what he no he's, to turn eek.
1: you know like he- eek you're a disgusting <laughs> geek <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, but they spelled it E-E-K. That kind of eek is E-K-E. Uh, to turn what's largely right. thought of as a negative stereotype into something positive. The first step is to admit to yourself your geekiness, Hayden says in his introduction to his 17-page code. Using the special code will allow you to let others, other closeted geeks know who you are in simple codified state. Is this what people are going to use the internet for? Is to... <laughs> <laughs> Try to one up each other in geekiness. Yeah, he, he worships the television show Babylon Five.
1: <laughs> he doesn't understand.
0: <laughs> he doesn't understand the Star Trek phenomenon. He hates Windows. He reads many Usenet news groups, and he's not considered to be hot dating material. He hates Windows. He doesn't like Windows. A lot of geeks don't like Windows because it's a simplified thing. It's a thing all the normal people can use. Well, fuck him. Well, you'd be the first. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Look at that face. Uh, Anyway, so geek chic—that's what they're going for. Meet a geek personals, personal ads for geeks. Hmm. Do you have anything you want to say this episode, or you just, or what? I'm just thinking about it. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm just wondering if you have anything you want to add at all. I said stuff. Like, eek,
1: and (laughs) Angela Uh, um, Lansbury, um, you know, used to sing me to sleep or whatever. What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Angela Lansbury sang you to sleep. You know what I mean. Your mom was good friends with her, right? The
1: music used to lull me to sleep. That's all.
0: Okay. Speaking of uh, geeks finding each other on the internet or whatever. Right. It's a time for massive love.
1: My favorite.
0: Yeah. We'll see if you have anything to say about this. Please find me, my mate. Attractive, sensuous, romantic, single black female, 50 plus. Seeks a single black male, 55 plus, for possible long-term relationship.
1: I don't like that they describe themselves as sensuous.
0: It can't be that long-term, right? At 50 plus.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's mean. But I mean, sensuous. Like, if you have to tell somebody you're sensuous, it's like saying you have a big dick. It's probably not true. <laughs> what,
0: it's the kind of thing you show, wh- okay. not tell. All right. Well, let's see if you see it later tonight. What? Uh, what do you think sensuous means? Like sexy. Okay. What do you think it means? Yeah, I guess. I always thought there was uh, a bit of like seductive power to to sensual. Sensuality. Sure.
1: I mean, that's sexy. Sexy has, you know, seductive power also. How
0: about this one? Try this special guy.
1: It's like, try this
0: special sauce. Yeah, he wants you to try a special sauce, I'm sure. Divorced white male, 49, seeking honest woman. Oh, he's been burned before. With a sense of humor for dining, dancing, plays. Special friend to share special times.
1: Sounds like someone my mom would get along with. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Great. <laughs> Doesn't it? I guess, because he said the word plays. Yeah. Sure. Well, and
1: dining and dancing, all that stuff she likes.
0: Yeah, no one No one else likes dining. Uh, attractive, slim, white female, 28, seeking, open-minded, feminine, adventurous, white lady. White lady, 20 to 40.
1: That's quite the range.
0: Yeah,
1: But you do have to be adventurous. What kind of adventures do they want to go on? I wish people would be more specific. Like, I don't want to go hiking, but, you know, I might go uh, cave diving or something. What? Cave diving? Spelunking? Is that what it's called? <laughs> Just...
0: <laughs> cave exploring. No, people, if you're diving down a cave, you're doing it wrong. <laughs>
1: good point
0: <laughs> feminine single black female attractive now here here you go here's somebody for you enjoys bowling mm-hmm. roller skating and movies
1: i don't like roller skating
0: <laughs> that's the biggest impediment here seeking independent single female 25 plus feminine possible relationship
1: i have a question what? why are you trying to set me up
0: what the I'm fuck just is saying this? because you re- you said you weren't you weren't that adventurous, so you were worried when people say adventurous. I so was saying she's you know more your speed. Okay,
1: that's
0: what I was saying. I'm looking for a new <laughs> new coast. Fuck off! That's Fun to be with female. Looking for whites. Looking for what? Looking for WHGF. W. W slash HGF. Huh. White slash Hispanic? Maybe. Gay female, 25 to 40.
1: That makes sense.
0: Who enjoys sports, movies, parties, and going out for friendship. Kid's okay. Must be discreet.
1: Oh, another discreet one. All these fucking discreet people. Here we
0: go. You're not discreet. You're in the paper. Just imagine this now. Okay, ready? Pretty, curvaceous, intelligent, 18- Seeks mature, sexy, shapely, smart, sensitive, uh, black, spush, uh, Hispanic female, sorry. 18 to 25 for dining, movies, concerts. No studs. What does that mean? No studs. Uh, No men. But she's literally seeking a woman. Right. So this is the female seeking female section. So studs. Has to be some kind of is that like butch? Yeah, maybe. Stud's has to be some sort of gay uh gay slang that we don't know.
1: Maybe. That could be. Love to, you know, find out. If somebody out there knows what stud stands for,
0: write us. <laughs> Stupendous tight underarm deodorant. Uh thirty two year old Italian single white male, five ten. 170 pounds, extremely well-built, seeking single or married female for exciting times. Wow. He's a dick. Okay.
1: Well, because he's looking for a single or married female.
0: Yeah, this is alternative lifestyles, so that's this is whatever.
1: Alternative lifestyles, that means cheating? I don't think that's an alternative lifestyle. I think that's just a fucking, like terrible thing
0: how well built could you be at 5 10, 170 pounds not very i mean you can't be that muscular you could be pretty lean but you couldn't be that muscular yeah a couple of straight white males college grads professionals okay so they're professional <laughs> they seek one or two single or married females for discreet fun times oh my goodness two dudes that want one or two girls
1: they're cheap, they're cheap, and they're going in on the ad together and they're like, well, oh, we'll do one or two you know maybe we'll get the jackpot we can each have one, but yeah,
0: but they want to do some they want to do stuff together, don't you think I mean isn't it like same room right this has got to be a same room situation
1: I don't know, maybe, but I mean they didn't say it they didn't even hint it. <laughs>
0: What do you want their 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 ad to be? Uh, a couple of straight white males want to fuck two women in the same room. <laughs> Is that how you want the ad to read?
1: I guess. What else could
0: they mean? They they might just want a double date. They're wh- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they want to double something. <laughs> Absolutely extra classy professional single white male, six two forty nine plus. What does that mean? You're, you're, you're over 49. You're 49 plus some months?
1: Why is it like a secret? Just be honest, people.
0: Seeking single or married female for discreet, uncomplicated fun.
1: You know what I think the problem is? No, I don't. Is that these are all just words on a page. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I think it would be better. That's,
0: that is a problem. <laughs> they should be pictures, right?
1: Yes. Because then people wouldn't be so worried about saying how old they are because they think... That they look a certain way if they're a certain age, but they might not look that way. I don't know. Okay. Yes. They can't, they don't want their pictures up here. You kidding me? Yeah, I guess that's true. Because then people would know that they're looking for stuff.
0: Exactly. Like, no one in a personal ad is going to have their picture up there for people to see. Yeah. It's never going to happen.
1: Yeah, because, like, what if your boss sees it or right. your wife or whatever? Exactly.
0: How about this? New age professional in gray flannel suit. What? Wait, what is that? What does this mean? New age professional in gray flannel suit position. Huh? Handsome, married, white male, 44, 6'1", 200 pounds, Seeks attractive married single female for discreet relationship. Make some sense of this to me. Because I'm gonna read I can't. I'm gonna read it straight through to where the first comma is. Okay. New age professional in gray flannel suit position.
1: Okay. So they're in management.
0: Gray flannel suit position. That's how they maybe he's a teacher. Gray flannel suit. I, I'm trying to think, like, is that is that code for something? Gray flannel suit position, people? Do you know is that code for something well, else? Well, I mean,
1: they said new age professional. So, I mean, I imagine that they're in some kind of new age career. Like, maybe they own a new age store. Is I that a
0: gray know. flannel suit position? Maybe gray flannel suit position is the sex position that you like the most. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so you lay on your back with a suit coat. The gray flannel suit position.
1: That's so fucked up.
0: He's handsome though.
1: He wants to, you know, turn you into a suit. That's what it is. Oh my god, he's
0: oh, he's married, forty four. He wants another married woman because he's an asshole. I can. I'll tell you where you can find a married woman, sir. She lives in the house with
1: you, right? Tell your wife you want to fuck. See how that goes.
0: Tell your wife that you're interested in the gray flannel suit (laughs) position and see what she says. Uh, Let's see. How about... mm -hmm, uh, Wanted. Certified public accountant. Oh, jeez. Man who works good with figures to be the companion of lonely accountant. Stress time is over. Let's make some meals and entertainment expenses. Oh, my goodness. What? (laughs) What a fucking... Okay, so because tax season's over. Yeah. Stress time's over, sure. But, so this person, I think it's a woman. Uh, Yeah, I think it's a woman. Or another guy that's looking for another guy, I guess, I don't know. Because it doesn't say what this person is. It just says wanted certified public accountant man who works good with figures to be the companion of a lonely accountant. So she's an accountant or he's an accountant or whatever, mm-hmm. and she only wants to date other accountants. That's do, so do, weird. Do accountants only like other accountants? <laughs> is there some kind of like
1: secret like sorority thing happening here?
0: Yeah, is, that, is there an accountant's code where they can only have sex with each other? <laughs> They have to debrief each other or whatever.
1: You got to know the secret handshake. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. I mean, does she just want to sit around and talk numbers?
0: I guess. I don't know. Sounds awful. Make some more torturous uh, accountant puns, maybe? (laughs) Uh, Tall, handsome, successful white male, 36, seeking younger, attractive female of color for discreet romantic friendship slash relationship. He's white, but he wants a woman of color. He wants to do the, you know, I'm the... Oh, no, you're not the, again. You're the you're the, the, the house uh, slave or whatever thing.
1: Maybe he just wants to spice up his sex life by, you know, having variety.
0: But why is it in the alternative section, then?
1: I don't know. That's fucked up. Yeah. Okay, dude, you're fucked up. Sorry, I tried.
0: I think that's about it. I think that's about it for the uh, the massive love here. There was some massive love on the show we uh, we watched, though.
1: Yeah, there was. Oh my goodness.
0: So, what did you think? We watched the John Quet show.
1: Well, I mean, it was fine. I didn't love it um it was kind of funny in parts but like the humor was really You seemed
0: like you really loved it you were laughing your ass "Ah!"
1: i was not i chuckled a couple of times well that's pretty that's pretty big for you the humor was very obvious you know Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i know i watched it i didn't like that i have this is the this was this okay so this episode was called Uh, Happy Endings. Mm -hmm. And this was the season three finale. So we'll have to see what happens at the beginning of season four, I guess. I don't know if we're going to come back to this or not. But this is the first time, this first episode I've ever watched. Yeah, watching the season finale is probably not
1: the best idea to start a show.
0: Especially three seasons in. Right. But I liked John Laroquette a lot when he was on Night Court as Dan Fielding. I liked him there, so I thought, you know, we'll give it a shot. And it was, eh, it was fine. He drove a
1: tiny little electric car.
0: Yeah, they made a lot of jokes about electric cars. Like, what the fuck? That kind of bothered me. (laughs) It's like uh, making, so every time someone drives some big honking truck or something like that, or a Corvette, everyone's like, um, oh, he's got a, he's got a tiny dick. He's trying to, you know, compensate for his small penis, right? hmm. So it's like, doesn't that mean John Larquette has a huge dick then? <laughs> so he's driving that little car and everyone's making fun of him. And it's a big joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, you know, there's a lot of problems with the environment right now. Right. The fucking electric car might be the way to go.
1: I do think it's funny that he was stealing electricity from from his job, though.
0: Yeah, that is funny.
1: And I mean, like, there's nowhere to plug your car in. Like, I don't what know are you any... What about? There's, a,
0: there's outlets all over the place.
1: But, I mean, not out in the world. Like, you can't go to no, a gas station true. and plug your car in. So, it's a problem. Like, I wouldn't want to drive an electric car.
0: Would you imagine that electric car would, would plug into just a normal outlet? No. It'd have to be, like, a special outlet, wouldn't it? Don't you think?
1: You would think. Did he get a special outlet installed in his
0: office? No, he just plugged it into a regular outlet. That's dumb. I mean, I don't think it's very accurate no i've i don't i've never seen an electric car so i have no idea right i I know that tom hanks talked about one on the tonight show like a year ago or something like that Hmm. like how he had one i think he had a ford ev1 i think it was called okay electric vehicle one
1: interesting but i
0: haven't heard of it since like i they haven't heard of them making any inroads or anything so i don't know
1: yeah like i wouldn't want one unless like the whole country was set up for it
0: yeah, then that's going to be the big problem, right? Yeah, I don't. It's probably to me what's more likely is like a solar powered car or something like that. Yeah, like for a, like a battery powered car, that's my guess.
1: That would be cool.
0: But yeah, basically the plot of this episode was it took us a while to to kind of catch on to what was going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, like, there's just a lot we don't know. But I wasn't feeling lost, necessarily.
0: Well, it took me a minute to realize that he worked at a bus station. I guess that's
1: where they were at. And I
0: don't know know what he does at the bus station. Yeah, that does not come up at all. Like, he has an office there. It's so weird. He
1: seems like he was the boss. Because, like, the one lady couldn't leave because he was gone or whatever. Yeah, his secretary. Yeah. I don't know it was weird. Maybe he just has an office for whatever it is he does that's inside of the bus station.
0: I don't know. Chai McBride's all all around uh, fixing stuff, though. He's some kind of handyman.
1: Okay, I'm trying to remember the handyman.
0: Like, was widening his door at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was stupid, too. And then
1: put up a giant shoe. Yeah, he wanted his door widened so he could drive his car into his office. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. That's not funny.
0: But he drove it into the station, the bus station.
1: That's also not funny. It didn't really look like a bus
0: station that much, though, did it?
1: Did they say it was a bus station?
0: I don't know. Train station? I don't know. I don't know what it was.
1: (laughs) Why does it have to be any kind of station?
0: I don't know. So he broke up with a girl, apparently, a little while ago. And this girl that he was dating before or liked before or whatever wants to go on a date all of a sudden... And so now he's he wants to go on a date, but his buddy tells him that that's a rebound relationship and it's not going to be good.
1: What do you think about that?
0: I I, I don't know. I mean, rebound relationships exist. That's definitely true. Yeah. But I don't I I don't think that just because you're in a long term relationship and then you break up, I don't think the next relationship is automatically going to be a rebound relationship.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it depends. And, and especially in this situation, since they had history, I think it would be more serious. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it was.
0: Yeah, because they this this episode moved at a lightning pace. for <laughs> yeah, some reason. It. they they go on a date. Well, actually, they don't go on a date because he takes his buddy's advice. He's like, no, I got to have a rebound relationship first. And then the guy's like, oh, rebound relationships last like five or six years, which also doesn't seem correct either. Mm, Yeah, no. And he's like, oh, I'm going to show you that a rebound date can only be one date or whatever. And so he shows up at the restaurant where she's on a date with some other dude. Uh, He interrupts it. Then he basically says what the guy told him that he was worried about it being a rebound relationship.
1: He brought his own date.
0: Right. And then they end up leaving together. The two, their two dates are in the bathroom. Maybe they're fucking.
1: Did you think that? I thought that.
0: No, they're in separate bathrooms. Says who? Okay. (laughs) That's just how your mind works. (laughs) Anytime someone can be having sex in a show, you assume they are. Right. And so they leave. They're like, let's get out of here. So they both leave. So they leave and they go to his electric car. And they start having sex in his electric car.
1: Like, very obviously. And grossly.
0: And, like, it's so tiny, it's kind of comical, but... And so then he says that they're going to get through the sex phase or whatever. (laughs) Just right away.
1: That's so... That was dumb, too. The whole thing's just... Everything about the show is dumb.
0: I don't understand what that means. Like, like at some point, you're not supposed to enjoy sex with your partner anymore?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think he means the point where it's, like, all they want to do.
0: I guess. So, they, they have sex several days in a row, uh, which is marked by their newspaper accumulating at his apartment door. By the way, the girl that he used to date... Lives across the hall from him. Yeah. Which has got to be very awkward. Yeah. And she sees these newspapers and just is, like, laughing, like, in that unhinged kind of way. Right. Like, I'm laughing because I want to scream kind of way.
1: And, like, the newspapers piling up is stupid, too. Mm-hmm. Unless we're supposed to believe that they've literally, for days on end, been in there.
0: Well, he goes to grab them at one point. Grab one of the newspapers, and she pulls them back in. Right. Like, no, don't grab the newspaper.
1: But I mean, like, they don't go to work. They don't need anything. They just stay in there. It's gross.
0: I must have food in in there ready. I guess. And they watch Mad About You a few times. Uh, Good cross-promotion there, NBC. And
1: um, she has quite the selection of lingerie. Yeah. And he keeps having sex even when she's not in the bed.
0: Yeah, there was a couple. It's like the, uh, it's it's like a Scooby Doo kind of fucking gag where he's he's rolling around in the bed and then she walks in like, "What are you doing?" And it's like he's got a pillow or something. Yeah, it's gross. She thinks it's her. It's gross. He's mistaking a pillow for his girlfriend.
1: I would be offended. I don't know why she thinks it's cute and funny.
0: And then they get to a point where they're like, "Oh, we we don't want to have sex anymore." We just want to talk and watch Mad About You together. (laughs) And then it cuts, and the next scene is them getting married. Yeah. They say, I love you, and then suddenly they're getting married. It's like, what the fuck? Did eight months pass? And then his ex-girlfriend comes
1: into the wedding and whispers to another guest, I don't want to interrupt, but I think I'm pregnant with his baby.
0: Why say that to another member of the the gallery or whatever? Right. Keep it to yourself until after the wedding. So weird. What do you think? You think she's going to be pregnant? You think she's you think she's lying? You think she's trying to stop it? Do you think she's really pregnant? Do you think this is going to be an issue now? I mean, John Laroquet's going to be a dad at fifty or how old?
1: Since we don't know the characters, it's hard to say. But since she's walking into the wedding saying it, I would assume that she's trying to
0: stop him from getting married. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't want to be a bother, but uh, <laughs> right, ridiculous. I'm having your baby. They must have not broken up very long ago at all like probably last episode right what did you think of the show overall I, I wasn't super impressed no
1: like i said the humor is obvious it's not great it i didn't like it
0: it's no mad about you
1: <laughs> no although since we keep saying it now i want to watch a mad about you okay so just throwing it out there
0: all right sounds good <laughs> what i don't you know what you, you didn't want to watch, though?
1: Anything that I had to watch this week?
0: was the movie that we watched. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about the movie? Okay. What?
1: <laughs> no, it's just like I hate it so much. Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise.
0: That's Mission colon Impossible.
1: So, uh... Tom Cruise is like some kind of CIA agent, or I don't really. I don't
0: know. He's a he's an MIF agent, the Mission Impossible Force, right? Or no, IMF Impossible Mission Force. He's an IMF agent. Carol,
1: and um, his whole like team or whatever gets killed.
0: His team, led by Jim Phelps, classic star of the TV show. Mission impossible. Mission colon impossible, sorry.
1: And he's trying to find the guy responsible and
0: it's a mole. Yeah. There's a mole.
1: What does that mean exactly?
0: A spy. Like right. a double agent. Okay. Someone who's infiltrated.
1: Now, didn't you think that it was the guy that he was meeting with in the beginning was the mole?
0: Uh I I thought it was possible. I didn't know exactly who it was. I was pretty surprised by who it turns out to be.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: If you haven't watched the show or the movie, I mean, then you should watch the movie.
1: Actually, I was only mildly surprised, honestly.
0: Well, that's because you never watched the show, see? Now we're going to ruin it. So if you haven't seen the movie, close your ears right now. But it turns out that Jim Phelps himself was the mole, star of the show. Now, Peter Graves is still alive, and Peter Graves played Jim Phelps. And they got John Voight, who's not that much younger than Peter Graves. No. So my guess is Peter Graves didn't want to do this because he didn't like what they did to his character. Because basically his character was like, hey, you know, I'm a relic. Uh, I make $62,000 a year saving the fucking world. You really think that I want to keep doing this? This is bullshit. So, of course, I'm going to, instead of retiring, I'm going to, you know turn my back on everything i
1: stand for and kill my colleagues betray
0: my country and kill all my friends right yeah i don't think peter graves was was too keen on that now apparently tom cruise is a huge fan of the mission impossible tv show so i'm i'm kind of surprised that he allowed this too but but it does come as a big shock
1: yeah well i mean Okay, so he's got this like super young pretty wife and he's an old dude. Yeah. Which that makes no sense in and of itself. Why? But he's not rich, right?
0: No, he only makes $62,000 a year.
1: <laughs> so, like it's what's, More than minimum wage though. What's the draw here? He's not good-looking, he's old, oh, and she's ouch. super hot. You, so,
0: you thought she was super hot? You don't. Not really. Huh. Oh. Well, it was fine.
1: Yeah, well, I think she's very, very pretty. Okay. And I don't get why they're together. But that made me suspicious of them to begin with. And
0: then... <laughs> when she could you- only be with him if he had a plan to get more money. <laughs> right? And then... People keep uh, saying you're a gold <laughs> digger. I mean, I don't get why. Hey, now.
1: Um, no, but she shows up alive, right? We think she's dead. She's alive. I was immediately they all suspicious. Died,
0: except for... Or Ethan Hunt, a.k.a. Tom Cruise.
1: Weren't you suspicious when she showed up?
0: I thought she was probably part of some conspiracy, yes. Okay. I was suspicious of her immediately. I thought maybe it was just her.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a possibility, but I was not surprised to find her husband was also in on it.
0: No. I left that possibility open. He surely died at the end of the movie, though. (laughs) What did you think of the movie, honestly?
1: It's fine for what it is. Yeah. You know, it's it's an action movie. And, I mean, if you're a Tom Cruise fan and you like action movies, then you probably enjoy it.
0: If you liked the TV show, I think you'll like it. I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it.
1: It reminds me of James Bond.
0: A little bit, yeah. It was, it's a kind of a spy thriller action but it was it's competently made brian de palma directs it pretty good direction there's some there's some artful shots it's a little dark in places like the uh the um the, the tone i mean the tone's are mm-hmm. a little dark in, in some places Yeah, a little bit which is uh kind of a de palma type thing there's some there's one where there's the guy that's hunting him down the guy that works for IMF or CIA or whatever they work for uh, he's close up on the camera's like close up on his face talking to one of his subordinates and behind him kind of not like out of, like just at the end of the frame but also it's like the the i can't remember exactly what they call it but it's the technique where they're in focus, but the background is also in focus at the same time. Okay. And you see the guy, the one guy's in focus there at the end, the guy that they're talking about. Right. And it's after Tom Cruise. I'm sure you've seen the, the uh, it's been parodied now and stuff like that, but uh, him on the wire and, st- and stuff like that, like hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's after he does that and steals the knock list. And uh, this guy apparently allowed it to happen, or whatever. You know, they yeah. they bl- they're blaming him, and he's like, "I want him uh, manning a desk in Alaska. <laughs> Just send him his shit." Yeah,
1: that was kind of funny.
0: But that's a that that shot is a really good, yes. beautiful shot.
1: It yeah. was, and like you mentioned, there was a lot of shots from his point of view.
0: Yeah, that was one was thing, weird. That was one thing I didn't love. So it was almost horror movie esque or something. And De Palma is, you know, is. Done poor movies before. Oh, so.
1: well, I guess that makes sense then.
0: So, but I would i thought that was a little odd. I thought for this genre of movie, hmm. I was kind of like I was thinking the couple times that it happened. The one time, I guess I kind of get it when he's coming into the party at first, and because they have at the beginning there's a lot of masks. There's a ton of masks.
1: Yeah. Do you think those were real masks? Because I was wondering if it was like a computer effect. I think
0: it's some kind of computer effect. Yeah. Although the one, the one is pro- probably is a mask because the guy that's the senator, quote unquote, and we see him on the news is clearly just Tom Cruise in a mask, mm-hmm. but they uh, so that that one where he they first come into the party, that point of view shot makes sense because we don't want to reveal what Tom Cruise looks like yet. We don't want to reveal how close he is to the, the senator and stuff like that. And, and, you know, it's kind of. He's got those glasses on, mm-hmm. so everything's from, like, camera point of view. So that makes sense a little bit. But when he goes to meet Max and he gets into that, that limo and it's from his point of view, it doesn't... Like, he's not wearing the glasses at the time. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, if we found out later that he was secretly transmitting that to his team, then cinematically that would make sense okay. because we'd be like, oh, when he when we see from his point of view... He's transmitting just like he was at the beginning, but he wasn't yeah, and it just doesn't make a whole ton of sense, really to me, yeah
1: they also put a you know mask over his face then too, and it's like right up to that point we were seeing through yeah. his eyes and it's not like the screen went dark then either, so yeah, I don't they know. screwed it up you think so I think so okay. <laughs> i don't know i I really liked the um I really liked the scene, though, when they were in Langley. Mm -hmm. Like, that was my favorite part of the
0: movie. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. It's tense, you know. Yeah. Very well done. The other big action piece is on the train at the end. That was With the helicopter. And that looks more, that looked more, see, all the stuff in the, with Langley, like you were talking about, looked very practical, looked like Tom Cruise is actually doing that stuff. Right. And the stuff on the train looked like it was Tom Cruise, but it also looked fake. Like, the yeah. background looked very fake and sped up, kind of. And I understand they're not going to have him on the back of a real bullet train, but it just it wasn't quite as impressive because it didn't look quite as real.
1: Yeah, they obviously had, like, a fan blowing on him and mm-hmm. a yeah. backdrop moving really fast.
0: Yeah, so... All that made the other one I think a more impressive set piece. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, as far as like the I mean the the I think the plots the all the all the pieces, all the all the nuts and bolts of movie making I think work really well here. It's well plotted, it's well paced. Uh, I, I like, you know, the, the the whole overall story, the surprise. I think it's all you know, it all works really well yeah. together. Uh, and, you know, cinematography, all that stuff is really good. Uh, the cinematography is actually pretty impressive for a movie of this kind. Like, you don't see, in James Bond movies, like you said, a lot of times, even the, that new one that we watched with Pierce Brosnan, the GoldenEye one, uh-huh. Um, you don't see a lot of, like, impressive cinematography like you did here. I think De Palma and his cinematographer really took pains to kind of give this movie a look. Yeah, I can a, see that. And a feel, because... Uh, the James Bond movies in, in general, they're all kind of flat, almost like a TV show where it's, you, you know, there, there might be a, an interesting shot here or there usually involving a woman like Ursula Undress coming out of the ocean or something, or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. But most of the shots are all just kind of, you know, flat shots, flat lighting, uh, yeah. not a ton of depth of field or anything like that. And this one's definitely, uh, unique in that, in that respect. So I'll be interested to see if they do any more of these, and if if they bring De Palma back, or if they they go with somebody else, or you know what I don't know.
1: They had that actor that we've seen in a few movies now, the French dude,
0: Jean Renault from yeah. uh, from French the, Kiss. Yeah, that's right. He was in French Kiss too, and he was in Leon the Professional. Yeah. He was Leon the Professional. Yeah. The the um the most French uh, Italian actor or whatever. Whatever, you know, he was supposed to be. Yeah. But yeah, Jean Reno.
1: I enjoy seeing him and stuff.
0: Yeah, he's good. He plays a villain in this, sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like he's another mole double agent type person.
1: He plays a villain in Leon the Professional, kind of.
0: Yeah, I mean, sort of. I guess anti-hero, yeah. I suppose, because okay. he's the the main character helping, uh, what's her name? What's that? What was that little girl that was in the movie? Natalie Portman? Yeah, that's right uh but anyway, so that's that's the movie yep i mean I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say about it it was it was good i would so if you like action movies and you like it's a good it's definitely a good action movie
1: yeah, and if you like spy movies yeah i'd I'd recommend
0: it I'd say go see it
1: and yeah, just if you don't then uh there's nothing extra about it that's worth going to see it
0: yeah if you're if you're someone that needs something more. Kind of. I mean, there's no, there's no love story really here. There's no, you know, there's no extra depth. really. I mean, it's plot-wise, it's it's pretty basic. I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's a fairly basic story.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting to watch the certain scenes, but yeah, not not fantastic.
0: I, I liked it enough to recommend it, though. I give it a, a tacit recommend. Yeah. You do too. You recommend it as well.
1: For that particular audience.
0: Oh, okay. Just for that particular audience. Yes. Well, that is the episode for this week, Carol. Why don't you tell the people all the things?
1: So, go ahead and write us at latefee1994.aol.com. Check out our website at retrolatefee.com. And uh, tell your friends.
0: All right. We will see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye.